Welcome to the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast, bringing you weekly discussions designed to help you grow your business and create the lifestyle you desire. Elevate your business with proven strategies from CPAs and business advisors. We discuss real-world challenges solved with actionable steps that get you real results, both in business and building the life you desire. Welcome. Thank you for joining us for episode number 23 of the Cultivating Business Growth podcast brought to you by PJS and co-CPAs. I'm your host, Megan Spicer, and we are continuing our conversation about cash flow. Today, we are talking about cash flow issues in running a business and what you need to know to keep your business on track and growing during times of cash flow crunch. I am joined today by CPA, MSA, and co-owner of PJS and co-CPAs, Jamie Staley. Hi, Megan. Great to be here. Hello. And we call you the cash flow queen here at PJS and (laughs) co-CPAs. I I do all things cash flow. I'm all all in on the cash flow. Yep. (laughs) Well, the introduction of, of... you into the podcast was on our budgeting episode. So I know we gave people kind of a background of your experience and what you do um, and have done for business owners in the past. But would you like to speak a little bit more to that before we get into the topic? Yeah, cash flow is really the lifeblood of any business. Um, And without a solid understanding of that cash flow, many businesses fail. Something that many business owners don't understand is that profit doesn't equal cash. You can't just look at a P&L and see a positive balance and assume you have cash in the bank and positive cash. There's a lot of things that are also ingrained in looking at cash flow. Lack of cash flow is a major reason many businesses fail. So you really want to be sure to know what to look for when and how to manage your cash at your business. Okay. So before we get into issues with cash flow and some ideas of how to fix it, what have your experiences been with clients in the past when it comes to cash flow and issues that can arise? Yes, I've definitely deal with cash flow with several of my clients. Usually it's ones that have severe cash flow issues where I'm talking to them a little bit about it. Unfortunately, my experience has been that cash flow is really not top of mind for them. They're not really worried about it. They're not thinking about it, even when it becomes a pretty concerning issue. So that's definitely a struggle as a an advisor trying to help them focus on it because I can do a lot to help them look at it, manage it, but I can't necessarily do anything about it because it's their business. So they really right. have to be the ones that realize that it's important and make it a priority. So that was one frustration I, I, I definitely had because it was a priority to me and, you know, I really wanted it to be a priority for them. So I've definitely had frustrations where, you know, there's just too much going on. They don't have time to deal with it. So they don't. Um, so that's a, a big concern with some business owners because it really needs to be top of mind. Many businesses are very profitable and go out of business because they don't have enough cash. So mm. they could have been a great company and right. had a great idea of a product or service. And we're putting that product or service to great use, but they couldn't manage the cash flow. And so then, you know, you, you don't pay people, they don't come to work. It all starts to fall down. Right. 
So it's really important. And even if it's, if you don't have a cash flow problem, you want to be looking at it because you don't know what could cause a cash flow problem either if you're not looking at it. So that was one of my frustrations. I definitely think there's lots of ways to go about managing it. One thing I, you know, I recommended for my client was to open your bank bank account every day. It takes five minutes. Make sure it's not negative. <laughs> Transfer up <laughs> money. Step one. <laughs> you know, it doesn't take hours to do a big cash flow analysis. Like that's one way you can do it without, you know, ha- actually doing more to, to, to manage it, to at least know. Um, you know, mm-hmm. hey, we're negative. I need to transfer some money over, um, and and things like that. So there's things you can do to to review it and understand it. And the more you look at it, even if it's five or ten minutes a day, the more you're gonna understand what's happening, when you're gonna have cash flow issues, and then you can do something about it, which is the ultimate goal here: not to have mm-hmm. cash flow problems and be able to manage when you do. Right. So. Before we get into too much of the topic too, I want to bring up that if you go to the show notes for this episode, which is episode number 23, and the show notes can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash two three, you can find a cash flow spreadsheet that we've put up there and it's available for download for free for you. It's an Excel document, um, just kind of a basic template so that you can start putting something like this together, a cash flow template. Um, do you want to speak to how people can use that in their business a little more? The cash flow template we have for you to use is based in Excel. It has some beginning balances of cash. It lays out some cash inflows and then cash outflows. And you can look at that and do cash flow for a daily basis if it's needed or a monthly basis and overall for the year. So it'll kind of integrate. You can take which pages you need um, that will help you most immediately. And then you can also alter those to do it either, you know, any way you want. If you do want to do it weekly, you could adjust for weekly. I find that if you do have a lot of cash flow issues, you really want to get as granular as daily so that you understand what's coming in in and going out um, on a daily basis. Perfect. First off, we want to look at who is monitoring cash flow? Yes. So as I mentioned in my example of my client who really had nobody managing it, not themselves, not anybody else, the first step is figuring out whose job is it to look at the cash flow. If you're a small business, it's going to most likely rely on you. If you don't have any support staff on the finance side, it's going to be the business owner. If you're a larger business, you may have a controller or a CFO that could monitor this and, and keep on top of it. Um, so it's important. The biggest takeaway is that someone <laughs> needs to be monitoring the cash flow. And even if it's, you know, like I said, perfect and going great and cash flow is not an issue for you, you know, you don't need to spend a lot of time monitoring it, but you still want to take a look at it. See if you notice any trends like, oh, this is our lowest month. You know, maybe, you know, depending on what your plans are for the future, those things could change if you have a, you know, really low, um, you know, revenue month, or, you know, we have a lot more expenses because you're, you know, maybe building up to do something new and, you know, launching a new product or new Mm -hmm. line, you know, those expenses may go up. So it's really important for you to at least take in, you know, Hey, what month do we have the highest revenues? What month do we have, you know, lowest cash? And should I be concerned? What, you know, what is that 
amount that I need to start being concerned about because you always want to have money in the bank and you always want to make sure there's enough to cover those expenses that you have coming up. So trying to keep track of those. If you have a good bookkeeping system, which you should um, have, you should be able to get some of that data as far as, you know, the history, even if you pull, you can pull downloads probably even out of the bank to see cash in and cash out. Um, so it's really important to, to make sure it's someone's job. And if it's not someone else's, then it needs to be yours because mm. somebody needs to be looking at that. Okay. Once you've established that person, whether it's you or, you know, you have a CFO or someone that you're able to delegate that to, let's talk about some of the issues that can come up. And as we tackle those issues, we'll talk about ways that you can fix those issues or mitigate those issues. Yes. So there's lots of reasons that cash flow can become a problem with any business. And we're going to talk about a few of those. So one um, common problem is AR collections. So if you're not collecting your accounts receivable timely, you're going to have cash flow issues. And you're definitely not going to notice this by looking at your profit and loss statement because you're going to have revenue because whenever you have revenue, you create an accounts receivable. So it's going to look like you have a lot of revenue. And that is true. You do have a lot of revenue. But the question is, are you actually collecting on the revenue? So if you don't collect it, you're going to have a cash flow problem. You're right. not have, you don't have a revenue problem. Your profit and loss may look great because you've sold you know, these products or services. But if you don't collect them timely, you are going to run into a cash flow problem. So you need to have someone. Again, it may have to be the owner if it's a really small business. But who's monitoring those collections? Who is responsible for taking a look and noticing that, wow, our collections are increasing. Every week we have another $15,000 of money not collected, 20,000, 25,000, you know, it's just going up and up. And who is calling, who's following up to get those monies received? What maybe automated processes do you have in place? Or if you don't, can you put some in place to help with that? But this needs to be a priority. Someone needs to be taking a look at that, especially if it's not automated. I highly recommend automated processes for this, you know, depending on whether you're a product or a business, you want to get that payment as soon as possible. Service businesses can charge up front um, and collect kind of a retainer for the services for that given month or time period that they're going to be providing that service and getting it automated through, you know, any kind of different systems. You know, we are familiar with bill.com. That's how we process payments. People get set up. They are the ones that put it, their banking information in and it processes the payment automatically. So it's secure um, and we get those payments pretty quickly. So I highly recommend automating payments wherever you can. Um, and you also want to accept different methods of payment potentially. So you can accept cash, you can accept check, you can accept credit card, PayPal, different types of payments. The more that you accept, the more likely people can pay you more quickly. So if you're only taking checks, for example, that may work for you fine, depending on your business. But if you're not getting paid timely, it could be because people don't have a checkbook with them. People didn't have enough money in their checkbook, but they would pay with a credit card. So there are fees associated with credit cards. So that's not always the best method of receiving payment. However, if it's the difference between getting your payment today and a month from today, it could be well worth that, right. you know, card charge. Right. Um, so it's really important to think through how your collections are going, who's monitoring those collections, and what you can do to get that, those, that money faster. 
Yeah. So a big part of it is just acknowledging that this stuff needs to be tracked and realizing that it's not hard to pull these reports. Like if you have QuickBooks, you go to the reports section and there's an AR aging detail and summary that you can pull with the click of a button. So it's Correct. not like yeah. it's well, a long you have drawn to out process. Mind, Megan, though, some businesses may have a separate billing system that may or may not integrate with QuickBooks. So mm. smaller business, as long as they're invoicing through QuickBooks, that would be true. The AR would be um, updated and you would have your customer information. If you're a little bit bigger of a business and you have a separate billing system, you might have to go in and pull a, a aging report from that billing system. It may integrate with QuickBooks and you can still pull that report. It just depends on the situation. So I have some clients that we pull a report out of the billing system and book AR. Ah. So you can't get a lot of AR detail out of QuickBooks itself. Right. Um, but if you are using QuickBooks to bill the clients and receive payments, then you can definitely pull a report straight out of QuickBooks and, and get that information. Whatever billing system you're using should have some type of yeah. AR aging report that's similar to that yeah. as well, correct? Exactly. Correct. Yeah, there's definitely an AR aging report somewhere that you need to be taking a look at and monitoring. Yes. And it doesn't have to be this project that takes hours to pull. It should be pretty quick. Nope. You can pull that report, take the top three and pick up the phone, shoot some emails. Sometimes it's as simple as resending a bill. Right. You know? So that's the nice thing. There is some automation within bill.com where we can have bills resent at certain number of days and it's all automated. So until it becomes like 30 days old now, like they've ignored several <laughs> different invoices and then you can maybe pick up the phone and call or send an email and say, Hey, we're waiting on this. It could be as simple as, oh, I thought it, it processed, you know, I didn't realize it was still outstanding. Or I had to change my bank information. And I'm not sure how to do that within the system, I need to do that. So right. sometimes it's very simple, like they do want to pay you, you just have to ask and they just, you know, need some assistance on that. So right. it doesn't have to be, a, you know, a large project, you could get, you know, a fair amount of information within an hour. Yeah. And you can make a few phone calls or assign someone to make a few phone calls. A lot of people do have issues with who makes a collection call. <laughs> so depending on how big your company is, you know, sometimes as the owner, you're like, well, I don't want to now call, <laughs> you know, I built this relationship, I'm working on with them, I don't want to call and be like, you owe me money. Um, right. So if you do have a bookkeeper, that bookkeeper could be the one to send an email and just follow up. And then you're like, kind of the last straw, like, you know, hey, you know, I love doing business with you love working with you, but notice your bills outstanding. I really, you know, I really need to get that paid. So you know, as a business owner, sometimes you have to make uncomfortable calls and have uncomfortable conversations. Um, but when it comes to cash, it's worth it, right? That's why you're right. Well, and that's why you're in business. Right. I mean, I think most people, your clients especially, should understand yeah. that when you're <laughs> when you're providing them a service or product. So. Exactly. Um, so the next thing that we want to tackle is paying bills too quickly. Yes. Yeah, so, although we don't always get money quickly, sometimes we're very good at oh, I got the bills, we're going to pay the bills, we're going to send that check out and we're good. Um, so you want to make sure, not that you don't pay your bills on time, because you should definitely pay bills on time, because that, um, you know, saves you additional fees sometimes. And, and you don't want to be the one that people are calling. Um, but you also yeah. want to look at when those bills are due, especially if you do have cash flow issues. So just because the bill, you know, you receive a piece of paper that the bill is due, it may not be due for a month. So you may want to hold on and not pay that bill for a week or two if you're having some cash flow issues, especially larger, you know, sums of money. So the question is, do you have a bill 
pay process in place at all. Um, if not, you probably want to think through that. Who is paying the bills? Is that you um, as the owner? Are you paying bills? And what processes can you put in place to make bill pay simpler? Can you use a bill.com? And bill.com is a great, um, has some great functions that you can choose to pay a bill in a month or in two weeks. And you can set that date and the, the, the amount comes out of your bank like two or three days before that. If it's going to be an ACH payment or a week before, I believe, if it's going to be a check mail. So it kind of helps create that timing for you. So again, you may think, oh, this is kind of a strange one. Like I'm not going to pay my bills quickly, but it's all about cash, right? So if you need that cash in the bank to make payroll, to pay some other bills, you need to keep it in there and wait on paying that bill. Mm-hmm. And the other question you need to know of your bill pay person, is that person aware of the cash flow situation? So as they're paying bills, they may just open the checkbook and write all the bills. They don't know if there's $5,000 in there to write a check to your marketing firm to do some marketing. They're just writing that um, check. And if you don't have issues with cash flow, it's not a problem. But that person needs to be aware that you need to approve, you know, especially larger amount checks if that's what's going out. Or they need to approve like, hey, this is the total that we're going to write checks for today. Is that fine? There needs to be communication between that person who's paying bills and somebody who is either an owner or the CFO or controller, somebody who is in tune with, hey, we shouldn't be paying those bills just yet, or we need to hold off another week. Um, Another great method a lot of my clients like to use is to use a credit card to pay a lot of bills or as many bills as they can. It's a great way to manage, you know, your bill pay process. You can accumulate your points um, and credits and sometimes earn refunds on that. And if you spend a lot of money, that can really add up to be a lot of money. Um, it also delays the payment for a bit of time. Um, you have to be careful with this, though. You really do want to be able to pay that credit card bill off in full each month to get the biggest benefit for using this. So if you're using it, and you really don't have the money, you got to be really careful there because the interest rates on those credit cards are very high. And you don't want to be stuck paying mm-hmm. all these fees just to to borrow some money from them. There may be more beneficial methods yeah. of borrowing money that we'll talk about. Um, but it is an option if you do know you're going to have the money in the future. You just don't have it today. Yeah. So, so I have a lot of clients that are like, no, I want to just put it all on credit card. And I'm like, okay, great. We can still usually pull that detailed credit card information into QuickBooks so we can still review each transaction, post it to the appropriate account, code it, reconcile those accounts. So it's still all manageable. So that could be a really great way to, again, push those expenses out a little bit and have a little bit of leeway while adding, you know, while accumulating points and credits that you could use maybe for marketing in your business or business gifts that you can use some money to spend or um, other reward programs that they have out there. Yeah. I, I think that pay the ability to pay it off in full every month is a big caveat that we should highlight because I know personally it can be easy to say, oh, well, we get points on this credit card, so let's put it on that. And then you know, you look at the next month and the interest that you're paying on that yeah. hardly pays off the 3% cash back that you're getting or whatever it is. So completely it, true. That's a big thing to look at and make sure that, okay, do, do we have the money to pay it off if we're making that decision to do that? Because yeah. it is, it's a great strategy, but just making sure that you're smart about it. Yes, exactly. Because like you said, you don't want to just tally up lots and lots of debt because that's not helping your cash flow situation because at some point you got to pay it. 
And if right. you don't have the cash next month, you're likely not having it the next month. So right. as it, that becomes a, the moving into the next one. What res, what expenses can we get rid of? Are there expenses that maybe we're paying that we don't really need right now because we don't have all the cash flow? So that's a question that definitely needs to be asked. And sometimes you can negotiate better rates for some things that you may be paying for, especially, you know, things maybe like internet services or telephone bills. Mm -hmm. If you call them and talk to them and say, hey, do you have any different plans? Do you have any better rates? Do you have any deals or discounts? A lot of times personally, when I call, I get a much better rate than I have just on my statement. That is something I wish I knew a lot earlier in life. I probably just learned that like five years ago. And I I'm kicking myself for, you know, all of the rates that I paid prior to that, because I had no idea, like utilities, medical stuff, any of that you can call and negotiate. Yes. Yeah. So you can call and ask. I mean, so many times they'll be like, oh yeah, we have this great special offer. Do you want that? It's going to save you $50 a month personally. I'm like, yeah, that's a lot of money for a person. So <laughs> Let's go you can do, do the that. same thing with your business call. They might have a new plan that didn't exist. They may have some special rates. I think a lot of people assume, oh, I'm an existing customer, so then I don't I don't qualify for anything. And sometimes that's true, but sometimes mm-hmm. they have great deals. So you need to ask. You need to say, hey, I'm looking at other options here that are less expensive than this because, you know, I, I don't know that we can continue to use your service at this rate. Yeah. And maybe ma- magically sometimes new deals <laughs> to keep you. So, yeah. you know, it's important when you're looking, you know, at your business expenses to find out and make sure that you really do need, you know, you, you need the service that you're paying for and that, you know, that's the rate you have to pay. You know, maybe you can move down a different level, you know, change some other things to get that expense to be a little bit lower. Great. And switching gears here, there's a couple other strategies that you can look at from a different perspective of your business as well. Yeah. So obviously one of the main areas you're getting your cash from is from, you know, selling your, your product or service. So maybe you're not charging enough for that service and you need to rethink your pricing structure. So that may, you know, some people may not want to do that, but that is definitely something you want to consider. And you know, look at maybe some benchmarking to similar products or services. Um, You may be able to do some research on your own online. You may be able to talk to other people that you know in the industry to see if you're competitive, if you're, you know, under market value, over market value, just to get a sense for, hey, do I have some room to actually increase my pricing? That is something you want to consider. That's something that could really, you know, really drive the top line up, which will help the bottom line and also the cash flow. You can also decide maybe you can provide more value to whatever service or product you are putting out there. Maybe there are some things, you know, that you can add to that service and product that they, you know, have to pay for separately. Maybe you can bundle that so that they're getting, you know, more value and you're increasing the price. So in theory, it's win-win. You also want to review, if you have several different product lines or different service lines, you want to look at all of those different areas to find out where you're truly making your money. So, you know, you may be offering three different products, but truly only one product is making the most amount of money. So maybe you can eliminate one of the products 
or you can somehow, you know, change the structure of how that works and bundle some things together. Maybe instead, you know, you instead of getting one product separately, you're getting all three products together. You're going to charge more in total, but everybody's happier. You know, people buy it, you know, more because they're happy that they're getting all three together for the higher price. So you want to be looking at different product lines and and different service lines to see where you're making the most money so that you can, you know, leverage that. You may find that you're losing money on a certain product and that's definitely impacting your cash flow at the end of the day. So looking taking a harder look at what you're selling and what is actually benefiting you the most is really important. And there's ways in QuickBooks that you should be able to classify, you know, any of the revenues associated with a certain product. Um, and then the expense related to that product so that you can look at a more detailed profit and loss statement. So buy product line or buy service line. It takes a little bit more time and effort, but it may be really worth that time and effort if you can find out some of this information to make better business decisions. Okay. And then kind of in line with, you know, potentially increasing your prices, maybe you've taken a look at that and you're happy with the pricing as it is, but there could be another strategy for increasing your cash flow. Sure. Yeah. Maybe it's not that you want to increase the price, but you want to, you need to maybe (laughs) increase the number of sales you're having to get higher revenue. You know, there's different ways to get to that revenue. So maybe it's not the price you need to increase. Maybe you need more sales. You need to sell more of that product. You need, um, you know, more services to be sold. And typically that usually leads to a discussion on marketing And we've talked about that a little bit in our podcast series as well. Um, But marketing and advertising, you may need to focus a little bit more time and attention there to get the word out on, um, you know, the different products and services that you have to offer. And, you know, that could drive sales growth, which is what, again, will impact your bottom line and your cash flow in the end. Mm hmm. And if you are interested in taking a listen to that sales and marketing episode, we did uh, include that in our strategic planning series. It's episode number five, if you'd like to go back and listen to that. And we could potentially do more sales and marketing episodes if there's an interest in it. So let us know. Email us at info at pjscpas.com if you have any questions. Um, So circling back We've highlighted some of the issues that you can come across when it comes to cash flow and some of the areas to look at in your business and potential ways to mitigate that problem or issue. So how can we make it a priority to monitor cash flow? Great question. We ne- we definitely need to be monitoring the cash flow. And the way the best way we can do that is by budgeting. I know we've talked about budgeting in episode number four of our podcast. Um, series. And, you know, we get into a lot of detail about that. And I did say in this podcast earlier that it's not all about the profit and loss budget here because we're talking cash flow, but it's a good place to start. So you want to start with your profit and loss budget. Make sure you understand the revenues that you expect to come in, the expenses you expect to be going out to make sure, first of all, that that's positive. You know, you can create, you know, deficit budgets and sometimes that's necessary. Um, But you want to look at that to start because that's, you know, where you expect to be for the year. Then you're going to need to create a cash flow budget, which, as we discussed in that episode, is a little bit different. It takes into account some things that are not always listed on your profit and loss statement, Mm -hmm. um, such as loan payments, 
potentially any kind of big renovations or um, improvements you're doing to your building, those show up on a balance sheet and not your P&L, but it's still cash that's coming out, going out the door. So that needs to be monitored and, you know, you need to consider whether or not you can afford that or have the cash to do that. So definitely having a cash flow budget. If you're having cash flow difficulties, it's a must. You can do it on anything as simple as an Excel spreadsheet, um, but it has to be looked at. You can do a monthly bud- cash flow budget. You could do it weekly. You can do it as granular as daily, just making sure you know what's going in and going out. Depending on the size of your company, daily may not be very reasonable. Um, but if you, you know, you can definitely do weekly um, cash flow budgets and monthly that will help give you a good sense of when you may run into issues because that's another thing that you want to look at at the beginning of the year you may not have cash flow issues but if you're only looking at it week at a time you may not notice that oh well in october we're gonna have some cash flow issues if we keep on this methodology so Mm -hmm. i like to look at it in total for the whole year and more granular, either weekly or daily, so that you have that (laughs) foreshadowing of, ooh, we might have an issue in October. What are we going to do about it? It's January. I have lots of time from now till October to figure that out. And sometimes it works itself out and you really don't have a cash flow problem in October, but it's just something that you can consider and make, you know, make decisions based off of. Yeah. So if you know that you are going to have a cash flow crunch, what are some ways that you can provide your company a safety net? Sure. Yes. That's a great question. We highly recommend a few different things. First, we recommend savings accounts. So there may be lots of times during the year that you have plenty of cash. So you can easily set aside some set amount each month and just save that, whether it's $500 a month, whether it's $5,000 a month, whatever your budget allows. I highly recommend Um, building up that savings reserve. So that way, if you have a temporary or a timing issue, you can just borrow from yourself and pay yourself back. Um, Also, in in not just having that savings account that's readily available is getting a line of credit available for yourself um, and for your business, because that gives you that flexibility of when you do have any issues, you have somewhere to borrow, you don't have to figure it out that month. Like now, what am I going to do? You know, as a business, we opened a line of credit when we started our business. We, you know, didn't really need it, haven't used it much, don't really need it, but it's there for the times that we're going to run into a cash flow problem and we don't have cash. We don't have to invent a solution or stress out that we don't have the money. Um, So we have that availability. So definitely creating a savings account for the business and secondarily getting that line of credit set up with a bank because it does take you know, several days, maybe a few weeks to get that availability. You can probably get it with the current bank you're banking with right now. And, you know, then it's as simple as making a transfer. I actually, you know, we've had to use it. And I was like, oh my gosh, we got to get use the line of credit. How do we get that all set up? How do I do it? And, you know, lo and behold, you can just make a transfer over. Like it's already set up. You just click the button. It creates, an, you know, the line of credit for yourself. You can pay it back just as easily. You just make a transfer. So it's really simple. And I was worried, even though we had it set up, that it would take a lot of time and effort to use it. Um, And, you know, we're having seasonality. So in the accounting world, you know, end of the year is a quiet time. The beginning of the year is a very big time. So if you have seasonality, it's something that could be really useful knowing that you have cash coming in. But right now, you just happen to not have a lot of cash because it's not as busy of a time. 
and you still have a lot of those fixed expenses that are going out regardless of the fact that revenue is down, you know, you have certain things you still have to pay for every month regardless. So it's a really helpful backup to have. And if you never use it, great, it's just out there. And if you do need it, you have it available and it's ready to go. You know, if you realize, ah, we're going to have a cash flow crunch next week, <laughs> you know, you don't have a lot of time to start figuring out where that cash is going to come from at that point. Yeah. So, and you don't want to get yourself in that situation. You want to prepare yourself in advance. So, highly recommend getting a line of credit and highly recommend saving as you, when you do have that cash available. Yeah, that's smart to have those safeguards in place just to, to plan ahead. So to circle back, I know we mentioned that we are providing that cash flow worksheet at the beginning of the episode. So I want to just circle back to that and have you speak a little bit of as to how you manage the cash flow situation. Sure. Yes. So we have that Excel template that's you know a fairly basic and and honestly, it's how most people are managing cash flow today. It's how we manage it for our business, and it's the simplest tool to use. You pull the data. There's a lot of new cash flow apps out there. So we're definitely looking into those and and seeing what we can use to um, make that streamline the process again, being more efficient so that we're not spending time having to, you know, look at this. And I would say that Excel is a great way. I mean, you, the more you get into your cash flow and the more you're looking at it, the easier it becomes, you know, what's coming in, you know, what's going out. If you're looking at it daily or weekly, the Excel template's going to be fine. You're going to be able to manage everything you need to know. And keep in mind too, I didn't really talk about this a lot, but I also am usually looking at the big expenses. You know, I'm looking at, I'm not worried about the $20 charge for, you know, um, some of our apps that we're using or things like $100 here or $400 here. I'm looking at large expenses that have to go out the door for the most part. I don't track every single dollar that's going out. I'm looking high level. So I'm making sure when we have to pay out, you know, $15,000 for something, when we're paying out $5,000 for something, when we're paying off a credit card bill, things like that, that's what I'm putting in here. I'm not going down to the $20 bills that we're getting or, or even hundreds of dollars because that's just going to take up a whole lot of time and it's really not helping you. You're really trying to get a big sense and the big picture of when money is going to be short. So I think Excel is a great tool. It, it helps you manage that um, and it gets you the information you need to be able to run your business and know when you're going to have those cash flow issues. Awesome. Well, like I said in the beginning, we are offering that cash flow spreadsheet on our show notes for this episode. That can be found at pjscpas.com forward slash two three for episode 23. And Jamie, is there anything else that you wanted to address before we wrap up this episode? No, I think, again, just making sure you're managing and you're looking at your cash flow. You have somebody whose job it is to do that. I think we'll kind of bring up a lot of these other things that we've talked about. So that's the biggest takeaway from today's call. Fantastic. Thank you again for joining us for episode number 23. We know you have a lot of options when it comes to business podcasts. So we really appreciate you tuning in and hope you took something away from today's episode. Keep that momentum going and we will see you next week. This has been another episode of the Cultivating Business Growth Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review. 
Gain access to additional free resources and learning opportunities by visiting pjscpas.com forward slash podcast.